think it's kind of crazy because it's like all the way from Canada, but I mean, there's nothing we can really do. So I feel like it's just live your life. <laughs> I guess so. Could I just for a second? <laughs> Have you looked at a map? <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. I have a story in the top of the hour news about the man who was critically injured in a accident on Brady Street. He was hit by a reckless driver, still searching for suspects in that case. And that has prompted once again conversations about is there some larger solution for reckless driving in that pedestrian rich area in and around Brady Street. And one of the proposals, Eric, over and over again is what if we did like a state street like model in Madison where we just closed Brady Street to vehicle traffic? Except for perhaps delivery trucks and buses, but otherwise no cars. And so this is being talked about now at Milwaukee City Hall. And what I heard out of that testimony yesterday in committee was city leaders, city engineers basically saying, "Okay, we hear you, but it's not that simple. Right. Well, so here's what DPW had to say at that committee hearing. If someone is going to be driving at excessive speeds down a street like Brady Street, um, there is not a lot we can do short of some extensive closure conversations to prevent those sorts of incidents from incur- occurring from an engineering perspective. Right. So it, there's really not much else you can do. You can put up stanchions. You can put up bump outs and different things like this. But this business owner said, yeah, there's one that's always out in the street that's gone every weekend. A little stanchions that were put in the middle of the street to say yield to pedestrian state law gone every week ripped out by cars just flying through yeah, so they put in those <laughs> so, little little signs you know those like tall narrow signs that yeah, say, like a pop-up that yep. makes you is supposed to make you slow down gone instead we're plowing through them right so Bob Bauman's the chair of the uh, Public Works Committee, which held this hearing yesterday. And what by the way, he not the chair of over there, <laughs> your guy. <laughs> Bauman's the de facto mayor, right? But and so, he, and they had a police lieutenant on, Robert Teal, and Bauman said, "Okay, well, if you start moving traffic, where is it going to go? You're going to see issues like you've seen outside of Water Street when you shut down Water Street. You have seen some spillover of vehicles and disorder into the adjacent neighborhoods, have you not?" More from Teal. Have you not experienced that uh, effect? No, we've absolutely experienced that effect. Yeah, so so you're going to see it in other areas. So then, okay, well, those neighborhoods would have to deal with that. I think it's about like 70 parking spots that you'd potentially lose on Brady Street. So those 70 spots. I have to admit, whenever I go to Brady, I don't park on Brady anyway. I'm oftentimes parking a block or two away just to avoid the congestion. Well, and it's hard enough to find a spot there. And for the folks who live a block off of Brady Street, they're very concerned with, okay, so you're going to dump all this traffic now into our even smaller residential streets where, yes, you know, by nature of how narrow they are and how many cars are parked up around there, you would have to drive slower. But what if you don't? Right. And you heard from that DPW, the, the only real way to curb the speeding would be to shut down the road entirely. Now, maybe you could throw up some speed bumps and do some different things, but... Still being discussed at this point. Sports is up next. It's brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson on Hanamawak, your destination dealer. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After being the hero on Tuesday night against Baltimore, Joey Weimer was back at it again at American Family Field Wednesday night with not one, not two, but 
five RBIs, including this deep shot in the seventh inning. Hit down the left field line. It is back. It is gone. A two-homer game for Joey Weimer. And the Brewers have on a 10 spot on Baltimore. Laying Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ. As the Brewers go on to win game two of three against the Orioles, this one by a final score of 10-2. to two. Corbin Burns got the start, and he looked to be back in his Cy Young form, tossing eight innings, allowing no runs, and striking out nine batters. But the story of this one was rookie Joey Weimer, who finished the day going four for four, Five runs batted in, two home runs, and a Brewers rookie record of 11 total bases. I mean, I think players get hot, and he's it maybe maybe take him took him a little while, and he's obviously in a, in a really good stretch right now where he's seeing the ball well, um, getting good pitches to hit, and not missing them. It's producing a lot of offense and doing big things for us. The Brewers will look for the series sweep later today. Coverage of Orioles and Brewers gets underway right here on WTMJ at 1235. To the NFL, where things in Green Bay are looking a bit different this time of year for a change, the starting quarterback is participating in the offseason program and starting to turn some heads on his connection with second-year wide receiver Romeo Dobbs. I mean, I think it's easy when you've got a really good player. Um, They just kind of make it happen. Um, It's easy to get them the ball. Um, He's catching it. Romeo's catching it really well right now. He's running really good routes, and he's getting open. So it's easy to throw it to open guys, um, but he's been doing a really good job. And, uh, I mean, we've had that connection. We've done a lot of stuff last year, so just continuing that connection has been great, but he's doing a great job. The Packers will conclude their organized team activities later today. Lastly, to the NBA, where Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets reclaim the Two games to one series lead over the Miami Heat with the 109-94 Game 3 victory. Jokic and teammate Jamal Murray became the first teammates in NBA history, NBA Finals history, to record a 30-point triple-double. Denver will look to add to their lead with Game 4 scheduled for Friday night. Coming up, the worst air quality on the planet. New York City, 618 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Smoke on the Hudson, smoke all over Manhattan, smoke over New York, smoke over the eastern seaboard. It's smoky. It's everywhere. It smells like a barbecue gone awry. Yes, holy cow. A barbecue gone awry. Did you see that? Like, we've had this haze here in Wisconsin for, like, weeks, it seems like. It's been at least two weeks, right, where we've been dealing with this, like, haziness. And it was largely a novelty for most folks, with exception of those who really have some pretty tough breathing issues. We had a couple of air quality mm-hmm. sort of alert days yes. where the air quality was pretty tough, but yep. that is kind of largely cleared out for our area, and it is settled in big time over New York. Yes, absolutely, the Big Apple. New York City has the worst air quality on Earth right now. That's Brian Nisnansky, the worst on the planet. So just to give you a little bit of an idea of how bad it is. So on a scale out of 500, New York City's air quality index hit 484 on Wednesday, that's the worst on the planet. So you, you want to be not 500, okay? <laughs> no. And you don't want to be 400 either, by Low the way. Low score is better in this game. The EPA considers anything above 300 hazardous. So it stinks. They've been trying to tell people to stay inside. They've been canceling baseball games, canceling Broadway shows. Yeah, that one I don't understand. That's an indoor activity unless you're concerned about 
people trying to get to the shows and whatnot, but they're they're telling folks to largely stay inside, right? This lady? I think it's kind of crazy, because it's like all the way from Canada, but, I mean, there's nothing we can really do, so I feel like it's just, live your life. <laughs> I guess so. Could I just for a second? <laughs> Have you looked at a map? <laughs> all the way from Canada. I think it's kind of crazy, because it's like all the way from Canada. All the way from like Canada, which is like a foreign country. Which that is, is far away from here. Probably a good drive away, maybe. <laughs> right. It's not that far. Uh, so among it's those... It's somewhere close. Uh, Amy Mercure, John's uh, daughter, lives in New York oh, That's City. right. She's out that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was on Wisconsin's Afternoon News talking about it. This is my favorite part when he asked her, he asked her to, to, what's it smell like? And you can hear her taking a sniff of the oh, air. Oh, doing a little reporting. Does it smell like a bonfire, Ames, or Listen does it smell different? Different? <laughs> I would say, I would. I mean, I don't have a dog's nose, but I would say it's a little bit different. That's the closest thing I can relate it to. Though. There you go. So, not a bonfire. <laughs> she took a good sniff there. All right. So, what about the health of this? It's surprisingly dangerous to have this level of particulate matter in the air. Yeah, you, you don't want this. This is not. in so, when you see the people with the mask, I know that there's a lot of polarizing thoughts on masks. <laughs> Wearing one probably is not going to be a bad idea if you are on the East Coast where you're just blanketed in I admit stuff. before I, I really investigated the severity of this when some of the reporters on the national shows yesterday morning, Eric, were popping up and they're in masks yeah. for their mm-hmm. live reports. Like, All right, that seems a bit alarmist. But then you see the pictures. It looked like Mars. You can't see the skyline back in there. Right. Just orange. So that was Dr. Christina Oreo. She says the smoke could have some serious health effects if you are breathing it in. We're seeing a lot of patients coming in for asthma treatment, um, for chest pain, and it may be linked to what's going on in the environment. So do seek medical attention if you feel like your symptoms are severe. I have to admit, I even noticed it around here. We haven't had anything even close to what they were dealing with yesterday on the East Coast. But like I noticed it where I I was definitely sneezing more. uh, One lady I was talking to last weekend, she's like, I can't smell anything. Like she was actually losing some of her her senses just because her body wasn't used to just breathing in that. I don't want to say toxic air, but just the quality is not not what we're used to. Well, and it can again for people who have severe breathing issues, right. they're really in trouble. And just for anybody else, if you're not getting the amount of oxygen into your lungs, that's going to affect your entire body. So the, not for nothing, but it is it is serious. Most people probably can go about their business unless, of course, you have outdoor activities. Like, for example, you mentioned Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. One of the, was it Mets the and Yankees? Yankees? The Yankees. Yankees, for sure. They're playing the White Sox. That game was canceled last night. Um, so they're going to play no a doubleheader. The fans couldn't see the field. <laughs> it's dangerous. Right. Ball can hit you with no idea. Uh, so what's the deal? How long is this going to last? The conditions are expected to last until this weekend. A weather system which remains locked in place is circulating all that smoky air. Washington, D.C. could see some of the worst conditions today, while cities including Pittsburgh and Dayton, Ohio, are bracing for worsening conditions tomorrow. Doctors recommend minimizing time outdoors in affected areas. And kudos to Niznansky because he's the one that... We- we asked him about this the other day, and he says there's a couple of different wildfires taking place. There's the, there are the ones that are in the normal wildfire zone Pacific Northwest. of Canada, and that's what we were getting. But then most recently, it was this push from Quebec that was bringing in this other air, and that's what they're seeing on the East Coast right now. Just waiting for somebody in Washington to start proposing sanctions on Canada. <laughs> hey, Canada, <laughs> what, what gives? A little help here. Yeah. We always 
always like to celebrate the everyday superhero, right? Those that are among us, those just like me and you, not the first responders, not the police officers. We obviously celebrate them, but I'm talking about Vince, that average guy or girl. Just a guy. Just decided one day to change a life. Yes, our everyday superhero. Thanks to Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Let's celebrate a 19-year-old girl for her quick action in saving her co-worker's life. Lillian Flanders is her name. She's 19 years old. She saved a man's life because of CPR training she took in high school years earlier. This happened at Doubletree Hotel in uh, Canada, at a Doubletree Hotel, thanks to WNEM for doing this story out of Michigan. She found her co-worker, Rusty Publau, slumped over his desk and unresponsive. So hey, she Rusty. just walked into the room. There he was, done, just out, unconscious. He says if it wasn't for her, he would not be here. She said she learned CPR a few years earlier. She immediately went into action, got him to the floor, started to do compressions. It had been three years since I actually got the training done. So I'm just glad that it clicked when I saw him and I got right to it. Not only did she get right to it, she saved his life. The guy says, he's like, I would not be here had it not been for her. I don't even remember. The guy just got down there and started doing, you know, was working. Then all of a sudden, next thing he knows, he's in the hospital. Here she was. She was able to... Get him to the ground, do the CPR, remembered from what she had learned in high school years earlier, and saved this guy's life. They honored her with a big ceremony and a key to the city of Flanders after she saved this life. key to the city. Life. Yes. Nice job, Lillian. So that's not easy. That's not actually the one thing that I've learned about CPR from the training that I've taken. I've never, luckily at this moment, had to do it, uh, is that you just need to like take control. That the whole idea behind a CPR is that if you see someone down, you need to take control. You point at one person, you call 911, you point at another, hey, you go get the AED, I'll do the compressions, but you just need one person to lead and it can make all the difference. It's one of those things where we say all the time, you, you look around and you say, somebody has to do something and you realize, I'm somebody. Yes. So congratulations. Thank you, Lillian Flanders, a 19-year-old from Bay City, just across the border there in Canada, for saving a life. She is our everyday superhero, thanks to Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Joey Weimer hit two home runs. Willie Adamas returned to action, and the Brewers rolled the Orioles by a final score of 10-2 at American Family Field on Wednesday night. Milwaukee has now won five of their last six games, and will look for the series sweep later today. First pitch is set for 1-10. Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets reclaim the NBA Finals Series lead, cooling down the heat by a final of 109-94 in Game 3 in Miami. Jokic and Jamal Murray became the first teammates in Finals history to both record 30-point triple-doubles. Denver will look to add to the lead with a Game 4 scheduled for Friday night. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. Nothing says summer like baseball in Milwaukee. And the Brewers, well, they have given us, the fans, quite the experience over the first two months to begin the summer season. Some highs, some lows, but certainly some fun mixed in there with 
of course, some memorable moments. One of them happening last night. Joey Weimer, sporting his new haircut, set a new Brewers record with 11 total bases en route to another Brewers win and another Brewers series win. During part of the season, the growing pains with the Brewers rookies has clearly been evident. But credit to the Brewers for not only preaching patience, but allowing them to learn along the way. Craig Council, a handful of times, going out of his way to explain the type of person and player Joey Weimer is. That patience the organization has displayed is starting to pay off on both sides of the game. Weimer, who started the year playing right field, has slid over to center field after the Garrett Mitchell injury and has done so flawlessly. Zero errors and a couple of assists have secured an important position for the Brewers going forward. At the plate, Weimer began the season with a couple of flashes, a couple of hits here and there, but overall he hasn't been very good. That is up until now. And again, patience. Two home runs last night, five RBIs, a Brewers record, and that is exactly why Craig Council and Matt Arnold should be applauded for the patience they have displayed. A Brewers record, a handful of wins as of late, and a few home runs prove Milwaukee had it right all along. The word iconic is overused, but it applies to this scene in that movie, right? You hear this song, and there's Lloyd Dobler with the boombox raised high. Now they'd get you arrested if you did that, bro. <laughs> it would. We should talk about that. The courtship of Diane Court. What are your plans for the future? Spend as much time as possible with Diane before uh, she leaves? Seriously, Lloyd. I'm totally and completely serious. John Cusack's character, Lloyd, in Say Anything. I got a question. You guys know so much about women. How come you here at like a gas and sip on a Saturday night, completely alone, drinking beers? No women anywhere. By choice, man. That's yeah, right. Man. It's a conscious <laughs> choice. It's a choice, man. Choosing to be here. Choosing to be here, man. Gas and sip. The 1989 Cameron Crowe classic romantic comedy will be shown at the Riverside Theater this fall. Cusack is coming along. He does a post-show Q&A as well. Jen Lotta, our teammate at ESPN Milwaukee, with us this morning. Now, Jen, you're younger than me, so I wasn't sure if this film would be in your wheelhouse, but then you sent me back a picture of you in the Lloyd with the Boombox t-shirt. So, all right, you're on board. First of all, I love graphic tees. So, first movie I ever saw at the movie theater, Say Anything. First movie I ever saw at the movie theater. A little mature, if I'm going to be honest. I was going to say, wow. A little mature subject matter for that one. Um, It was, uh, and I have loved it ever since. And did you know that that uh, In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel was not the original song in that scene. It was a totally different song. How could it be anything else? And then they dubbed In Your Eyes over later on because they didn't love the vibe. I had looked it up because I had seen that story before. It was something completely different. A like um, brown-eyed girl or something. Something that doesn't make <laughs> any Cameron sense. Cameron Crow Some really wanted Elvis Costello to do that nope. song. Uh. And he saw an early screening of it being played and he thought, no, this isn't right. And then they went ahead and dubbed say any. Uh, I mean, uh, In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel over it. Um, so... That was a nice little nugget about Did that scene change your life? 
I don't know that it changed my life, but you're right when you think of iconic 80s. You know, also when you think of like the end of The Breakfast Club and Mm -hmm. Judd Nelson Mm -hmm. has his hand in the air walking out on the football field. Like that's one of those snapshots that sticks with you from that generation of movies. So uh, listen, John Cusack, I thought was so cute and he was so earnest in that movie that you just had this idea of like, gosh, if I can just date somebody that earnest. Why not Lloyd? Yeah, right. Although (laughs) tell me that the other scene from that movie that doesn't stand out to you is when his friend is singing the song about her ex-boyfriend Joe lies he lies when he cries like I can't even sing it anymore but like it's such a ridiculous that'll never be me that'll never be me right I mean that was a great scene also so have you ever done these shows before I've never done this where you go to a venue and watch a movie with the actor then do a QA and a after I went to this one must have been four it was pre-COVID must have been so like Four years ago or so, and same deal. They show the film, and then Cusack comes out, and someone moderates a Q&A with him, and he also takes questions from the audience. So not just about say anything, but he'll talk about, you know, like whatever else. And people are shouting out, sometimes shouting out movie names. For me, my Cusack is better off dead. Oh, really? <laughs> like It's not listed among his favorites, and he really didn't talk much about that one. But that that's the one for me. Serendipity, High Fidelity. Oh, I think those go. are probably my top three Cusack movies. Um, I did that once with The Princess Bride. Now, we didn't yeah, watch yeah. it with the cast of The Princess Bride, but it was during COVID, and they pulled the cast together. And then they... Um, I think they maybe read the lines. They read the, oh, they read I the script. Yep, yep. And then they did a Q&A afterwards. And as a kid, again, from that generation, watching The Princess Bride being read by right? Robin Wright and um, uh, Manny Patankas. I never know how to pronounce his last name. Patinka? How do you pronounce his last name? Patinka. It's just about. easy. Patinka. Thank you. But it is easier to say Inigo Montoya, isn't it? I mean, if you're being honest, <laughs> it's just refer to my him father. as Inigo Montoya. So I did that once, and that was really cool. It was on the computer over Zoom. So fun little, uh, fun little get-together. One of my takeaways which you know the value added is having Cusack there to talk about things was you know he talked about that time and you mentioned the Brat Pack you know right the how different it was for a child actor like him like he was still going to high school and then also like in his free time appearing in these films and his sister too yeah right yep and like so they were just they were a little bit more sort of normal kids than Today, like once you become, once you're a Disney star, you're out of society. <laughs> sure, right? and then I cross your fingers just for like your survival. One day he's in honestly. high school, and the next day he's starring in a movie. Am I right in remembering that his family was also in the theater? I know the Gyllenhaals, that was their big thing, right? The Gyllenhaals, Maggie and um, Jake, Jake, their parents were in the theater in drama, and so that kind of ushered the children in as well. But I feel like the Cusack family had some ties to that space, the theater, and whatnot, and that also helped their transition into that, helped get them in there. Um, um, and they grew up, I think, in Chicago. I yeah. think they're just mm-hmm. down the road from us yep. in, in northern Illinois. I hear that Joe, I don't know about John, but a Joan is like around in Chicago, like is seen in places awesome. and just kind of around. So highly recommend if this is in your wheelhouse. It doesn't come until fall. I think it's a November date and tickets aren't even on sale yet. But when they do, they'll be at papstheatergroup.com. Lloyd Dobler, as portrayed by John Cusack, can say anything. I gave him a pen. Oh. <laughs> I have or hidden your keys. Or processed, or buy anything sold or processed, or process anything sold, bought or processed, or repair anything sold, bought or processed. You know, as a career, I don't want to do that. I gave Jen my heart. She gave me a pen. Well, that happens sometimes. Traffic was sponsored by Sendix Food Market, your trusted local grocer since 1926. We have the WTMJ five-day forecast brought to you by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. 
And the business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol. A new restaurant called The Edison will soon open in Milwaukee's Third Ward. It'll serve American cuisine with a spotlight on coal-fired butcher's cuts and seafood. The same operators also run other local restaurants, including Onesto and Blue Bat Kitchen and Tequileria. Uline wants to hire 200 more employees as soon as possible for a 100 million square foot building opening this fall. It could bring on hundreds more as it starts construction on the first of four massive new warehouses in Kenosha County. Fiserv hopes to occupy its new global headquarters in downtown Milwaukee by the end of 2023, but it says it's still awaiting permits for the interior construction it's planning. The company's stock yesterday joined the New York Stock Exchange after previously trading on the NASDAQ. I'm Teddy Nykel with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.